Mary Wood for the San Francisco Ballet. It's always a pleasure to be here with you in the War Memorial Opera House here in San Francisco and to be welcoming you to our Points of View program for this evening. It's Wednesday, March 16th, and it's 2016. While I'm welcoming those of you who are here in the Opera House, I'm also welcoming those who may be listening to a future podcast of this program as we record these for future podcasting. And everyone knows to go to sfballet.org on the website and to uh, review programs that we've done in the past, catch the ones that you missed. There's a lot on our website. I'm going to reference that uh, further as we go along. Um, for those of you who are new to our Points of View programs, a very favorite part is the opportunity to ask questions of those who of us who've been in conversation. And in order to make it work really effectively, we need to ask you to come forward to a standing mic that's right at the foot of the aisle there. I know uh, many of you would maybe find it more comfortable to stand up and yell, but it doesn't really work very well for us. So please think of your questions, and when we're getting close to that time, make your way to the center aisle, and you can queue up there for our questions. Um, this evening, we will be addressing the program, I believe it's number five now, we're into the second half of the season, and uh, if we had another whole hour, we would talk about dances at a gathering. But since we only have a short time, we're going to talk about swimmer. Before we actually get into talking about the ballet, I want to call your attention to a few things that are coming up. Um, there is the this is so cool. The San Francisco Ballet Orchestra is performing their very own 40th anniversary concert. Next um, Friday, March 25th, it will be in the Herbst Theater, just right next door here. And I think it's just fabulous that first of all, we have such a great orchestra, and second of all, that they can stand on their own and perform their own concert, and they have a very extensive discography. You can find out more about that on the website. Coming up, so you will probably want to be looking at your calendars, is the uh, San Francisco Ballet School Student Showcase. Those of you who were here last week and saw such a fabulous introduction to the students of the school who perform on this stage will want to see the, the whole thing. So go on the website and look for information about the Student Showcase, it's uh, May 25th, 26th, and 27th. And sooner than not all that, a week from tonight is an opportunity for a um, reprise of the Sensorium, which is a very exciting event. It kind of goes all over the Opera House, as I understand it. So um, once again, go to the website or look in your program for more information about that. And finally, before we really start, I want to extend a really special welcome to members of the Artistic Directors Council, the Chairman's Council, the Christensen Society, and friends of San Francisco Ballet who have joined us tonight. As always, we are so grateful for your support. It makes everything we're doing possible, so thank you and welcome. Now moving on to the real meat of things, we um, are going to be talking about Yuri Posakov's ballet, 
uh, premiered last season, Swimmer. And in order to do that, I'm going to get right at, finally, introducing our guests. I'm going to start with, on my far right, on your left, Anita Pachotti. You can welcome her. Um, a very familiar face, I think, to everyone. Long and distinguished career with San Francisco Ballet. We're going to be hitting a really important zero birthday pretty soon for you. Or I should say birthday or anniversary. Um, but we'll... Is that on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's terrific. Um, Anita, of course, performed the entire range of repertoire roles. Numerous roles created on her, especially noted for character roles. Um, over many, many years, even when you were still a very active classical dancer, you were specializing in character parts. We saw her most recently as the Queen Mother in Swan Lake. I think you've probably done the Queen Mother longer than many mothers. <laughs> I suspect so, yes. Um, many of your roles have been immortalized in film. Since 1991, Anita has been a ballet master, staging and rehearsing the works of an equally wide range of choreographers, most pertinently Yuri Postikoff. So, looking forward to your comments. Thank you, Mary. About Yuri's work. And then uh, we have Kate Duhamel, who is responsible for the video design in Yuri's piece, uh, Swimmer. Kate is a San Francisco-based producer and director of narrative and documentary films. In recent years, through her own production company, Fountain 3 Films, she's focused on dance and movement, working with renowned ballet, tap, and hip-hop dancers. Her numerous films, shown in festivals and on television, have won accolades, have been licensed for commercial use around the world, and this will be fun to hear about. Her current project is a large-scale public art installation involving dance on film, as well as a web platform centered on dance. And she also, in your spare time, serves on the boards of San Francisco Ballet, Alonzo, Line King, Alonzo King Lines Ballet, and SF Jazz. So welcome, Kate, and thank you. Thank you. I want to just introduce Swimmer. For those of you who saw it last year, I know you are just, you can hardly wait to see it again. For those of you who didn't trust us all, you will really be in for an amazing experience. Uh, this Swimmer is Yuri's 12th commission for the company. Um, something to think about. In the early, early 20th century, there was a burst of artistic activity and a bit of a revolution embodied in the entity that was the Diaghilev Ballet Russe. And among the aesthetic precepts of this movement was a conviction that equal weight needed to be given to the three major elements in any theatrical production. The dance, or the movement, the music, and the decor which includes both scenic design and costumes. And Yuri's entire body of work, I think, embodies, really pays homage to these three precepts. And I would call out <clears throat> Magritte Mania, which we saw earlier this season, 
um, in recent memory, a couple of years ago, Rite of Spring. Um, then there's Swimmer. And with Yuri, the, the pure dance is um, less usual, I think. And you may think of a few other examples, Anita, but in any case, I think I would like that to set a, a tone for your thinking about Yuri's production of Swimmer and how important all of those elements are. Some of you may have been lucky enough to be here last year when I was in conversation with Yuri and with Shinji um, Ishima, who was the composer for the piece, and that really gave us the opportunity to emphasize the music. So tonight we really are going to be emphasizing the design elements. And just a few quick photos of Swimmer to remind you, set the tone here. Really, really interesting things to tease the imagination. Those of you who were here last week will remember the discussion of the children, the boys who take part in this production, and how extraordinary that is. I think we have, and that may be my last still image. So that sets your mind into the world that is Swimmer. I'm going to start, Kate, with asking you to give us a fuller introduction of yourself. Yuri said, I need to have video elements in my design. Somehow he found you. <laughs> so can you walk us into that? Sure. Um, so I am a filmmaker. Um, and as um, Mary said, I focused most of my work on dance and movement in the last 10 years or so. I made a lot of uh, short dance films. And uh, yes, Yuri. Um, decided that he wanted to have animation in this ballet. It's something he'd been thinking about for many years. And uh, I am good friends with Shinji Ashima, who's here tonight, um, the composer. And Shinji, uh, Shinji reached out to me and said, can you do some animation for Yuri? And I said, sure, that would be a lot of fun. So that's, that's how I came to it. I um, really appreciated Shinji connecting me to Yuri. I had not met Yuri. I think I'd met him a few times, but I had not worked with him before. Mm -hmm. Um, and do you want me to go and... Yes, yeah. let's uh, tell us a little bit, tell us, show us a little bit about the work that you do. And right. Can. So I have a short reel, it's about a minute, that shows you some of the other work that I've done. And you'll see I have a lot of um, effects in the work, the, the dance uh, films that I've done. So we can roll the reel. Um. So that's a whole selection of films that I've made over the years. Um, 
and you see a lot of San Francisco ballet dancers in That's there. <laughs> gorgeous, really. They're all different. They're all different things to different music. So you, and just tell me one more um, little bit, you have worked with dancers now for a long time then. Probably 10 years, yeah. 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 Amazing, <laughs> just gorgeous stuff. Um, well, I can see how working with someone like Yuri would really appeal to what the possibilities are. Anita, let me ask you. Yuri is, as I was saying, um, really pretty well known to us now for the kinds of works that are, every single one is different. Um, he shocks us sometimes, he stimulates us, he's always very fully produced, I think. How can you explain how Yuri is, oh, just a snapshot of the first day of rehearsal? <laughs> oh, the first day of rehearsal, that would have been Magritomania, and I learned two Russian words, suda, ni suda, and, and then I, uh, it means be here, not there. Be here, not there. <laughs> so, and I, I learned who he was as a person. He, little gruff, uh, the way he because he was working mainly with Russian guys at, at that time. They, so the fellows in the company who were speaking Russian in the room. So that was very interesting, but fascinating. What I remember really um, right away is is how Yuri burst the mold. Uh, of classical dance, of classical ballet. He's impeccably trained. He's one of the best dancers I've ever seen in the classical mm -hmm. repertoire. Um, but he wanted to go beyond that, as many people who leave Russia do. And I think he probably uh, started seeing that at a very young age. I know he was always very interested in all art, in opera, in painting, as, as Magritte Mania is derived from the works of Magritte. And so he's, he's not a tunnel vision ballet person at all. He, he, he looks at everything, he, he likes all kinds of music. He reads, I like it. the nice story I, I have about Swimmer. His wife Anna was, I believe, a, a student of English in Russia. And the short story, Swim, The Swimmer by John Cleaver, was, was one of the things in her, in her class. Her, she's a very high-level um, lang linguist, so she, can, she could probably oh, yeah. be a translator and probably has been. So I think she's the one who shared the story with Yuri. And I th he was fascinated by it even then. And then, of course, he was also fascinated by the period of American history, which was the 60s. I, can't imagine what, maybe he was 20 or some, 20? Not even. Maybe not, not even. Not even. Not longer. even. No. A young but teenager. But he might have seen the 60s when he was a young teenager. And he was, um, he was very fascinated and uh, in, intrigued by all the style, uh, by the artwork, the, the kind of modern, linear things that we were seeing in, in animation at that time. And so, uh, through all the, the different ballets that he's done over the years with different uh, design ideas and uh, costume ideas, many of which you might not know, but really came directly from him and only went through uh, another person as a vehicle to get it done. Like Magritte was very much Yuri's own design 
uh, and he used more like a collaborator or a helper than in subsequent years when he could hire uh, more well-known designers. He did that, but it's always extremely collaborative. He wants, he knows what he wants and um, is very vocal and involved in how it all comes to pass. I think that this is a segue, and I don't know whether you want to catch it and toss it to Kate or whether Kate will pick it up immediately, but um, we can imagine that he had a vision going into the beginning of this project. And how he knit the choreographic movement of the dancer in, on the floor with this design concept, I think is the most fascinating thing. And I wonder, maybe Kate, can you start there? And then sure. Anita um, can tell us how the rehearsals went. Yeah. Um, Yuri started with, he knew that he wanted an animated guy. Um, his, it was based on a music video that he loved, uh, which was 25 years old at least, I think. Um, and he wanted to have a dancer go behind a panel and have that dancer become animated. And that was the first idea that I received from him. Um, and so we started working with that idea. And I'll, actually, maybe mm -hmm. I should show, um, why don't I just show this first clip now? So this is, you'll see in the ballet, um, those of you that have seen it, this is a transition. Um, so that's our swimmer, and this is the animated guy that I'm talking about. So he's fully animated. Um, I was going to show you how we made this. Um, okay, so that's what you'll see in the ballet. Here's behind the scenes. That's Yuri on the upper right, upper left. Um, that's going fast. Um, this is how we made it. So the guy on the upper right is Nikita. He's a dancer from Russia, and he's actually did all this movement in front of a green screen at a swimming pool. On the bottom there is uh, Brandon shooting the video. So that's how we made the animated guy um, at, at a swimming pool in Sausalito. And um, that also allows the dancer to change clothes and to change people. So the dancers represented by four different dancers throughout the ballet. So we needed, needed a mechanism for those people to change and we needed a storytelling mechanism. Um, so that's how we made the animated guy. Then Yuri separately um, had a whole bunch of iconic American references that he gave to me to work with. Um, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes was a favorite of his uh, movie. Lolita, the book. Um, Catcher in the Rye, the book, Nighthawks, the painting, the Edward Hopper painting, and then of course the Tom Waits songs that are uh, in the ballet. So we sort of received a big Easter basket of a whole bunch of different colored things to work with. Um, and so my job was to try to bring some sort of consistency and design sense uh, to, uh, and to make these images move and to um, sort of move throughout the ballet without ever staying still or going away. So that was, it was, um, he's, he's an incredible person, Yuri is, with a huge imagination and a huge appetite for trying new things. Um, and I would sometimes say, Yuri, do you care that we don't know what this is? And he would say, no, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
that's how it was just a long process of, of starting to make little tiny pieces and stitching them all together. Well, that kind of answers my question because I just, I think I ended up with a chicken and egg question. Did he walk in to somebody and say, I have this vision and it goes from here to here? Or did he, he was he, it all over? Yes and no. He, he definitely had the story arc mm -hmm. and he knew where these iconic references fit into that story. Um, and he had specific things like the animated guy that he wanted. And then other, I would say, about, you know, most of what we worked with, he did not have in his mind. So it was a process of trying things, showing them to him, and coming to, you know, reaching agreement on what was going to work. Um, but he definitely had the story in his mind. And he also wanted a comic to a serious arc. So the ballet starts out pretty comedic and light and ends on a serious note. So um, for us, that was a bit of a challenge too, yeah. Yeah, I think one of the things that is, in speaking of that arc, would be uh, starting the ballet in his house. So he wakes up and he goes into the, and how, how he goes to the kitchen, has a cup of coffee, says goodbye to his wife and kids and goes off to work. Um, and that was very challenging because it, we don't have a lot of, didn't have a lot of time musically. It was really short, maybe a minute. And yet you needed him to be able to sit and how are we going to have all these things and how are we going to get them on the stage and off again? So there was, there was a lot of, of changes and ideas going through that. We finally got it. It was just going to be a simple sort of flat that you could just fly it in and the, the, um, uh, the stand-up figures that represent the mother and the two kids, I think, maybe got pulled off by stagehands at a certain point or some things got moved by being pulled off by string. It was all... And it really was kind of last minute, some of that some of that stuff. He wanted furniture for the office because he wanted the man to sit at a desk. And it was just like too much. Like, I don't think we can get you a desk, Yuri. So one day in rehearsal, we just decided to make the desk out of people. We just decided to make it out of dancers. We made a, we made a desk, we made a chair, and three, three um, typing chairs for the secretaries. And they're just people squatting on the making, you know, on all fours, and it works yeah. fantastically, because you don't really watch that. You watch the typists, you know, and you see the images that Kate has above. So that was great, and it was very inexpensive. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I wanted to say the arc. You, there had to be a way to get the swimmer back to his home at the end, because the whole story is about him swimming through all the pools in Southern California to get back home. And when he does, his house is empty. And then, so that, that you have to know that it's the same house, but, it's, but it looks a lot different, you know. But I think we mm -hmm. succeeded in making that happen and in making the tale go from comedic to quite sad at the end. So the dancers must have known that this was a, a spiraling process, that they would be given movement, but then the movement would have to be integrated with set pieces and with video pieces and then the video and the sets need to be circled back to working with the dancers. I'm still just bemused by how it and, all came and the together. Music too. Martin is cueing off the uh, video sometimes and sometimes the video is cueing off the music. Uh, so it's quite a, a coordination happening. Um, 
Sometimes yeah. in the studio, all we knew was how many seconds the movie might be. Whether well, the movie, the movie. Right. <laughs> and it turned out to be this delightful little pink bus <laughs> driving around the city. Love the it's called bus. bus only. There's a there's a part in the ballet where there's no dancers. There's only animation. So it's a, it's a bus ride. You'll see it tonight. So you have another clip. Oh, I do. Um, so I was going to share with you a little bit more of the making of the swimmer. So we'll run the second clip, and I'll just talk over them. Oh, this is Yuri. I wanted to give you a little taste of his personality. <laughs> this is us off shooting. He's so funny. So he, uh, oh, he wanted a shark in the ballet. So um, here's our shark, and that's how we make a shark. Um, so this is the shark you'll see in the ballet tonight, and that's it on the computer screen. It's very hard to make a shark move like a shark. Um, so I'm showing you some of the things that were particular challenges to us. Let's just go ahead and roll the next one too, um, which I think is the rye. So this is the rye field. This is for catcher in the rye. You see that we're moving through the rye here. That's rye on a computer screen. So every single one of those is an individual a coordinate essentially so that's how we made that um, yeah it was a lot of work <laughs> yeah and I uh, yeah so I just wanted to show you a little bit of that uh, the guts and all the while um, you and Yuri are feeding off of each other in terms of inspiration or is he telling you more of what he you said he wanted a shark so you obviously had to yeah. create a shark yeah he would just say, then we're having a shark. <laughs> and it's like, okay, sure, let's have a shark. Um, it was a lot of that. It, he, uh, he, he, there were ideas that came along that we weren't expecting, mm -hmm. um, and the shark was one of them. So, um, and then, you know, of course, we have to sort of make it fit stylistically and um, have it fit with the timing. And so those were the things that were particularly difficult for us. Um, I'm trying to think what my next clip is. Why don't we go ahead and roll that? And this might be the last one. Oh uh, yeah, so this is the end of the ballet. Um, Yuri, as you can see, is in, he looks like he's in the ocean, but I just wanted to show you that we, in fact, we shot him, he's, he, that's Yuri. Um, we shot him in a swimming pool there on the bottom. So that's where that, all of that footage was captured and then we take it into a computer and make it look like he's in the ocean. That's Brandon, um, who I worked with, Brandon McFarland. That's Alex Nichols when we got the sets right. Um, that's Yuri, very happy with the sets. This is Mark Zappone making costumes for MGM. And that's Shinji and me drinking swimmer cocktails over at Jardinaire. Um, his friends there made blue cocktails for him to celebrate. So that's... That's my films for you. You looked like you were going to make a comment, Anita. There was a... I was just remembering, I was remembering that, that, Kate, you were doing a lot of this while Yuri was in Russia. Yeah, that and was a was, challenge. That was very, very challenging until quite, quite close to the, to the premiere. So, and of course, then, you know, who was, going to, who was going to speak at 2 a.m.? The Russians or the Americans? Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of that. So there, was, there were... Challenges all all over the place with this with this one. Yeah, it came together, but um, you have to make a lot of uh, you have to essentially do a lot of trial and error. Um, and yes, Yuri was gone for three months. <laughs> I think Shinji's part was good. Shinji Shinji yeah. really put his his part of the ballet together. We had a good CD to work off of, yeah. and it remained really quite what what 
the orchestration was was to be. So that was good. Mm -hmm. We had that. We had the timing down, and and uh, wonderful music. So. Um. In terms of the dancers you mentioned, coordinating mm -hmm. with, um, you know, kind of the mm -hmm. video projections and the sets, dancers are just very, very good at that. So really all the movement was created without the sets and the film. Um, it really was done in the studio. And then it come, every, you bring everything on stage two days before you open and they that, know what to do. It's that incredible. was my yeah. question that I was trying to just form. Mm -hmm. How much extra time did it take to actually do this technically, do a technical rehearsal. And you're saying only two days. I would imagine yeah. that this took at least a week of extra stage time. Yeah, there, there is not time in the schedule for that. Oh. So you really, we were, we were making, I was working on it for four months. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, in terms of, and we made some pretty significant changes. Remember the panels? Yeah. Had, it's had, amazing. Had the dancers started in the studio um, concurrently with your starting the film, or did you have the filmed bits before he actually started working with the dancers? No, in fact, he left. He left when I started working on it. So he had created most of the choreography. He, he hadn't created the underwater yet, um, and I think some of the end. But most of that was all done. I couldn't start working until the sets were done, and they were done when choreography was done. So that was all at the end of November. So then essentially Yuri left and I had sets to work with then. So I knew what surfaces we'd be projecting onto. And then um, we started, as I say in the blog, we started swimming as fast as we could to make animations. So, to speak. <laughs> so back to almost my original question, Anita. So here you are in the studio with the dancers and Yuri is explaining to them that everything they're doing is going to be interrelated with sets and video. How, um, how was that communicated? How what did, was it received? He didn't, he didn't have to, to explain it too much because it didn't in fact uh, decide what the dancer was going to do too much except maybe where they would come in and what kind of jump they would do that would match with something that would happen. But it was mo basically he was choreographing his ideas for the swimmer as he would um, without all of those elements. He was just making solos to Shinji's music. He started with the swimmer himself, <laughs> making all very, um, you know, swimming, swimming-ish kinds of movements. One of them was called the baby seal. We had, the, there were a lot of fins and, and backstroke, but not, not very literal, still extremely, um, extremely balletic and, and, lot, and virtuoso, you know, so the, the dancer was uh, showing um, a tremendous technical um, prowess all the time, plus this, this ability to, to, to make water part of the step that he was doing. Uh, that's the swimmer's part. And then, of course, he expanded that at the very end uh, to include the f a full core of 12, uh, actually 15 men doing this stupendous finale. And it's just, it's really very, it's very moving. It's wonderful music and expansive movement. And they're all the swimmer. You know, the little boys are, are all the swimmer. They're him remembering when he was studying dance and, as a child or when anyone's in school and as a little boy. And, and then this mass of 
fabulous male dancing all in white. You know, it's just stunning, stunning. And then the fun part of the pool party, which was just kicky, and he would look at little film clips of dance party or the things that used to be on TV, and I could help because I was there, and I knew the mashed potatoes, and I knew the twist, and I knew the rifleman, and I <laughs> so demonstrate the twist. I, I got to, to help there. That, there. that was funny. So, but that one was that one was really a lot of fun. The pool party. Is that had you showed us our, your last clip? Yep. Yeah. So um, the, I we you kind of slid over one little thing, and that was there is a set. Mm -hmm. And how did you collaborate, or did you collaborate with the actual set designer and the building of that to make um, your Alex Nichols <laughs> made the sets. Um, he. Yuri knew he wanted a house, and actually, we created the shape of the house. Um, so the, the shape of the house came from video design, because we had made a house prior to that. So the shape of the house is very 1960s, sort of LA. Um, and then um, we needed to create a swimming pool. And Alex just had a, and yet, video needed significant surfaces to project onto. Mm -hmm. um, so, I think you'll see, for those of you that have seen it or you that haven't, it's very simple, um, but it's very effective that it works symbolically sometimes, but um, we just have a very simple square structure that's quite wide that can be anything it needs to be, whether it's just water, whether it's a swimming pool, or whether it's the sky. Um, so, but, but Alex designs that, and then I essentially have the surfaces that I'm working on. So that's sort of how that all works. Um, and then we actually had two more panels uh, that were supposed to be in the production, and they were huge, um, you know, half the size of that screen, probably more. Um, so we were supposed to have two more surfaces, and then we came into rehearsal, and the panels were creating enormous difficulty for the lighting, uh, for David Finn's lighting. It was blocking lights on the dancers. It was just really difficult. And, um, so. After the first day of rehearsal, we had to reposition all of our video um, one night so that all of that video then happened in the center structure that you'll see on stage tonight. Those panels went away. So that, for, for video designers, that's like, oh, okay, we'll do that tonight. So that was a long night. But it was a really good decision. I think you'll feel that there's part of the job of video in a ballet is to get out of the way when you're really supposed to be watching dance. It, you know, we're here to enhance dance and present dance. And um, so I hope that that's what, what you feel about Swimmer. And I think taking those panels away was really the right thing to do, yeah. We could begin to entertain some questions. I'm sure that you must have questions. Uh, if you do, would you make your way to the center aisle and to the microphone there? And uh, we would love to hear them. And there's so much more that could be said if we were just stimulated a little bit. I don't see anything. I think I see somebody coming forward. Uh, first of all, thank you. I love Swimmer Saw It last year, and I'm really excited about the video again tonight. Kate, um, you mentioned que the, the video queuing off Martin, Martin queuing off the video. Could you talk a bit more about the implementation, the technical control of video during the performance? Yeah. Who that, and that's how? A, that's a great thank question. Thank you. Um, 
we, as you know, have live music in the theater, which is different every night. So we cannot just push play and have the video play the same way every night. It really has to be built like an accordion. So it has to stretch in and out. Um, so throughout the ballet tonight, I think we have about 25 different cues. Um, so essentially, uh, a part, you know, it starts to play and then there's a, the next chunk of video has to be cued. It has to be told when to start. And Jane uh, is the stage manager. She's cueing lights, video, sets, music. Uh, she does it all off the score. She's talking almost nonstop back there. But um, that was actually something that, you know, is really important because uh, otherwise the music, the video, everything would be all off if it was, if it was um, static, if, if it wasn't able to bend and stretch. So there's a computer program called Watch Out. You put all the media in there and um, it allows you to have it grow and shrink in time and move all over the place. So um, that was something else we did in those two days before we went on. <laughs> And how is it projected, actually? There's a projector up here. So there's a front projector up here um, above the boxes that hits the front scrim. So the ballet opens with a scrim in front of us and receives a whole bunch of projections. And then there's a rear projector, which um, is what is projecting into the inside. We called it the rear, the RP. There's an inside screen. And then the pool surround, the big square structure, is receiving projection from the front. So we're only working with two projectors on this produ production. That's Thank amazing. You. Yeah. Thank you so much. Those are great questions. We have another question. Um, thank you. This is for Kate. Mm -hmm. I think the first time I saw this, it was just spectacular. But um, at the very end, I don't want to give it, the, give it away, but when we're watching him in the ocean, is that a real dancer? Is it animated or is it film? I what, couldn't figure that one out. But what you see on the film or what you see... When, I, when you look at the stage at the very end, you know... Right. So, so there's, there is a film that has a real person in it. Yes. That's Yuri. Right. Oh, okay. So yeah. we're watching a film. It wasn't a real person uh, at the time. I mean, right. And, but then there's also a real dancer at the end. Right. Right. Okay. Yes. In the film, that is actually Yuri. Okay. Because that was done so well. And this was, I should say, this, this piece was very, very personal to him. Yeah. And he did want to be in it. And um, it's something he's been thinking about for 20 years. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's really special yeah. to see him yeah. uh, in that video. And, um, and he loves to swim. But yeah. it looks he so swims realistic. A lot. Yeah. We had a fun, fun couple days real. doing that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Thank you. Sure. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And another question. Great. Hi. Um, my question is for both of you. Um, as creatives, I'm sure you have each had the experience of working with somebody who has a very specific vision, and then somebody like Yuri, whose vision is kind of growing as the work is being created. And I'm wondering how much, I'd like each of you to answer this, and then if you can, give an example. Um, I wonder how much of your own creative sensibilities you're able to bring in. Like, are there moments where you're like, Yuri, what if this, you know, or I, I have an idea. Like, how much of it is collaboration, and how much of it is executing his vision? And if you do have examples of bringing your own um, you know, vision into play, I'd love to hear that. Wow, that's a good, broad question. I bet Kate has more to say on that subject than I do. For, for me, whose role is really to uh, watch the rehearsal and uh, 
learn as much about his choreographic ideas, actually try to see the steps, learn the steps. Um, it's more like a, a person to help retain it, retain the information, but he's always very willing to hear an opinion too, or he'll, he'll just turn, us, turn to you and say, does it work? Is it stupid? Mm -hmm. uh, um, and you can say, you know, I just think he should do it more slowly. What if he did it, the, you know, a little, I have, the, you know, the freedom to say some things, but I'm also really careful because I feel that Yuri sees what, what it should be. And I'm more like a, an opinion or like a support, you know. Um, on the video, as I mentioned, he did have these iconic uh, American things that he definitely wanted to see. Um, the Edward Hopper painting Nighthawks, you'll see very pretty specifically in the ballet tonight. We created a stylized version of that that I loved. Um, but, but so there were times like that. I mean, definitely it's Yuri's ballet, and Yuri had to like and approve everything that's in it, including all of my video. Um, I would say... Uh, how, you know, how much is, I mean, I'll give you an example. I, I sort of love these funny stories. Um, he had been gone for a long time, and we had just a couple calls with him, and I thought, I really wanted the shower to do what it does. Um, I don't want to give it away, but, you know, and I, I thought, I had no idea how he would react to that. Um, and then, as you know, the bus goes underwater, um, which I loved, and I really wanted the bus to go underwater. I wanted it to do more than that, but um, so, you know, that's a risk when you don't get to talk to him very much and you're gonna show him this thing and, uh, you know, have no idea how he's gonna react. And in both those cases, he goes, I, you know, I show it to him and he doesn't say anything and then I go, well, so Yuri, um, are you okay with the shower? And he goes, yes. <laughs> and how about the bus? You okay with the bus going underwater? Yes. And, you know, and he's just, He's just lovely that way. He, he can really, he can strike such an incredible balance between emotion and joy and fun, playfulness. Um, so those are my examples. We, we definitely got in a groove by the end where I didn't, I knew what he would like and he was happy with what we were making. And um, I will, another thing I like to share is, well, anyway, yeah. I hope that answers. It does. And thank you. I saw the premiere, and I just want to say thank you like to both of you. It was really beautiful, memorable, exciting work. So we're going to see it again, of course. Thank you. Thanks very thank much. Thank you. Um, we are down to just a few minutes, so I'm really hoping that you're, we can get to your questions. So I also want to say thank you. I saw the production last season, and I can't wait to see it tomorrow night. And I'm excited at the thought that possibly you and Yuri will collaborate again, and there are maybe some other ideas coming along, and if you can even speak to that, if there are future productions. And also, if any other choreographers have been inspired by this unique you know, ballet in the multimedia presentation and, and what's happening in the field. Sure. Um, so um, <clears throat> I do not have another gig lined up with Yuri. Um, although I know he, he's extremely busy. Um, I Definitely there's excitement around this idea. It's interesting because there's a lot of choreographers working with projections. Um, you know, it is the choreographer's decision whether they want to have any kind of media in their ballets. Um, I am working on a couple other things, uh, which, you know, stay tuned. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, I think, a lot of interest in bringing... Um, you know, media, I mean, essentially what media is doing is creating sets that move. Um, 
And um, so there's a lot of interest in that and to use it effectively as a storytelling enhancement. Um, so yeah, I, I'm working on a couple other things. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, thanks Hi. again. Um, my question is about after seeing it last year, and it was beautiful, again, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, I was wondering how much uh, Mad Men was yeah. on anybody's mood boards, and you know, the, the, the timing, the... Um, Very much, I mean, yes, people, absolutely, Mad Men was, was something that got mentioned a lot. We knew, so there's a style of animation called Saul Bass. He did all the uh, early James Bond uh, title sequences. Um, not only was it appropriate to the time period, but it's also two-dimensional. So we didn't have budget or time or capability really to do three-dimensional animation like what you would see in a Pixar movie. Um, that's, you know, that's just like way beyond what could happen here. So um, we were in a 2D world. And being in the 1950s, 60s time period, we were in a Mad Men era. Um, so they all just came out of that era anyway. So it worked beautifully to help us create a stylistic language that was appropriate to the time period of this story anyway. So we were, it all sort of fit together. But yeah, we talked about Mad, especially the uh, office. Yeah. <laughs> Very Mad Men-esque, yes. If your question is a short one, we, can, we have time for it. Go ahead. Hello. Good afternoon. Uh, I would like to know uh, who are the fighters, I mean the musicians, who ah. compose that music from, from the film, I mean from the program, from the private program, uh, Swimming. Uh -huh. Who are the... The composer. The, the composer, Shinji, yes. are you here? Where are you? He was going to come tonight. Because I love that music. Yeah, it's incredible. Where is he? Yes, yes. Where'd he go? There he is. He's standing up oh, back way there. Way in the back. Way in the back. Your well, music is amazing. And you, you may I not love know. Your music. Yuri's been a member of the San Francisco Ballet Orchestra for Yuri. I, I mean, Shinji has been a member of the San Francisco Ballet Orchestra. Shinji, how many years? He plays bass. Over 30, Over 30 years. He's yeah. also composer for Raku. Yeah, this is his is second, second commission score for Yuri Posikov. I love Thank your you. music. <laughs> I'm afraid that we are going to be getting um, firm signals from the stage crew who um, need to move into getting ready for this evening's performance. So at this time, before you all jump up and run, we do have some pretty explicit instructions for you. Everyone needs to move out this side of the house and into the corridors. If you're holding a ticket for tonight's performance, just show it to the ushers and they'll usher you back in. But it's important to completely empty the house before they can open it and let everybody back in. So I think the message is, as soon as I say go, I haven't said go yet, you need to really move. What I want to say now is thank you so much to Anita and thank you to Kate. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you soon. Enjoy this evening's performance.